Hello, wrestling fans. It's Quinn Charisma. Hey, that's me, and I'm with Jeremiah Plunkett. Oh, yeah. Hello, everybody. Jeremiah Plunkett and Quentin Charisma right here along Ringside. Ready to go with another big Territorial Wrestling Review podcast. And, boy, we have a bunch today, Quentin. That's right. We loaded down, ready to go. <laughs> a lot happened yes. on this episode. Yes, it did. I liked it. I liked it. It, was act- it. it had some twists and turns and turns and twists and everything else in it. It was pretty good. This is probably one of the best TVs we've seen storytelling-wise. Exactly. We've seen better in the ring than what we're going to go to see, but storytelling-wise, this was pretty top-notch. Yes, that's what I was going to say. For storylines of of how bad it's been, the you know going into the uh, fourth month, uh, this is good. They actually paid some attention to detail, and uh, finally, and I was really pleased uh, with um, how everything went. So, uh, sorry. Here we go. We're going. We're doing the um, CWA Memphis. April 11th, 1987. Uh, show is Evansville Feed, as always. It was taped in Memphis on April 4th, 1987. This is show number 15 for us, and probably like 200 for them or something. But, uh, so, uh, the, uh, actually, the thing about this was, people, uh, I'll, when I post this, I'll, when I'll, I'll always post the link to the show. You'll see that. <clears throat> The person who recorded this back in 87 recorded the A show and the B show at this, on the same thing, tape, and, <clears throat> sorry, the, uh, but they, they, uh, so I'm assuming Evansville was like Nashville where they would always show the B show before the A show, because that's how it was recorded. So, um, so if you do watch this, uh, from the link uh, we post on the thing is, um, you will actually see the B show, which is, was pretty good too, but, uh. So we got the regular music, the opening, the video montage. They cut the land. It comes to Lance and Dave with the opening. Uh, Dave gives the rundown. Uh, he says the opening match is uh, Bubba and Goliath. He said then we we'll go to a six-man tag team action with Tanaka, Shima, Hilo, with Tojo on one side, and on the other, BT Express, Paul Diamond, and Jarrett. And Lance says, "All right, man, we're off to." We're right off. Ugh, I'm already messing up. He says, "All right, man, right off the bat." And Dave says, "Main event anywhere in the country." So they're already getting all. They're trying to get everybody hyped up for this show. And they, they're on the big sell today for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're uh, they're trying to get people because I they they knew what was coming, and I don't think they re- I didn't think I don't think they realized it's going to be this good. Um, but they knew, you know, it was going to be good. So, <clears throat> oh man. So then, um, he says, um, a little later we have Boy Tony and the Hunter versus Vic Seamboat and Bucky Siegler. And he says, a new, couple newcomers. He says, then we have Lord Humongous in a single match as well as Alan West. And he says, more, to, uh, <clears throat> and more too. Which I kind of think like it just kind of that didn't really sound right, but I, I rewound a couple of times and he said it more too. So I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Lance says always exciting when you have brand new wrestlers appearing on Championship Wrestling. It's exciting when you get to see the caliber. Caliber. Gosh, I can't talk. Caliber. 
couple of matches we have lined up. We hope you sit right there and what do you say? Sit right there and tell a friend. I thought I didn't write that last. My hey, hey, tell a friend to tune in to Championship Wrestling. Got action color or something to that effect. Yeah, because I was trying. I was writing it down, and my I ran out. Of, I had to pull, uh, flip the page, and I started writing. I didn't write that last part yet. He said, "Tell a friend." Yeah. So yeah, uh, so they go to break. They come back to the studio with Lance. Uh, whoever recorded this did a whole to be one of the best episodes. Whoever recorded it back in '87 did a horrible job. Because um, when they cut back from the break, whoever they unpaused the VCR, uh, they missed uh, the very front part. Because when they cut back, Bruno Bubba Goliath was already in mid sentence talking to Lance. So I, I thought that was like, dang, that sucked, but. Uh, is a typical Bruno thing. <laughs> he said something. I didn't catch it because I, like, I, I like Bruno, but he's just after, you know, three months of four months of doing this, and him being out there so much. He just, it's just, ugh, you know, it's so easy to tune him out. Yeah, exactly. So I tuned him out. Even though we went, we rounded. it. I didn't catch what he said, but then he goes, I did catch this because he, he said. Oh gosh, hold on a second. Let me get this laugh back. It was funny. He says, I've been coming out here week after week saying the same thing. And Lance goes, I've noticed. He said, I just started dying laughing. He goes, I noticed. <laughs> and Bruno goes, ha ha. He did a little chuckle, like a ha ha laugh. Oh man. Yeah, that was good. Like I said, I don't want to say it first, but they said that. Then Lance cut back on that. Uh, then Bruno just keeps talking and talking. Then Lance says something about, um, if you want to sit out here and, because he started talking about the uh, bounty thing again. So I was talking about, um, he said some of you do gooders or something like that. Well, Y'all can get on this bounty too and starts naming out names. And then Lance cuts him off and says, if you want to, um, Sit there and talk about that. You can call the uh, what do you say? The commercial department and buy some commercial time or something like that. Yeah, yeah. You go to the ad department, buy yeah. some commercial time. Yeah, well, ad department. That's what it was. <laughs> so that was a cue to wrap it up. Actually, that was a cue for actually wouldn't wrap it up. So then <laughs> he <laughs> oh gosh, hold on. Are you broken? No, I don't. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I think Quentin may be broken. No, I just realized something. I can't read my right. My writing is just, is so messed up. I gotta figure a better <laughs> way to to write this stuff down because I just I've, I just lost my spot on my paper. <laughs> I'm so well, I, I can take I can take over. There on you that. go. Yeah, uh, go ahead because I'm so let, Lance mentions that uh, if Bruno wants to talk about, you know, the tactics of these do-gooders, let's talk about tactics. And he shoots to a piece of footage uh, from the Louisville, so from the Louisville Garden. Uh, the finish to a Soul Train Jones and Brickhouse Brown versus Bubba and Goliath match. Soul Train hits the quote-unquote side suplex, as Randy Hale says. Uh, <laughs> he goes for the pin, which that's his big finish. Hits it on Goliath. 
uh, downtown Bruno in to break up the pin right in front of the referee, leading to a disqualification. They tie Brickhouse Brown in the rope and proceed to beat the Tarnation uh, out of Soul Train. So Jeff Jarrett and Alan West make the save, and then we go back to the studio. Yeah. Uh, did they, they give him like two leg drops apiece? At least, yeah. Uh, At least then a whole bunch of stepping on him and walking over yeah, him. Yeah, okay. Man, Randy Hills was horrible on commentary. His commentary wasn't the best, but as we'll see later in the local promos that he's filling in for Lance, or he's picking up on that. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> when they were getting the afterbirth on uh, Soul Train Jones, he kept saying, this is ridiculous, this is ridiculous. He just kept saying it over and over. I'm like, Dude, shut up. Say something different. <laughs> you know? But yeah, he, um, <laughs> that's what it stood out. He was, I think, he wasn't bad. You know, I'm, I'm so used to, you know, for the years listening, but that part, he just kept saying it over and over at the end there, and I was like, ugh. So, um, so they cut back to, um, to the studio with Lance Bruno. Uh, Bruno again talking. Lance says, uh, this week you've got Soul Train Jones and a mystery partner. Then Bubba starts, uh, they say, Bubba, we know who it is. And he starts imitating somebody. And I have no clue who he was imitating. Did you? He sounded like he was doing a dusty impression, but with no list. I was a so, and, and, and he started saying, power, 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 too sweet to be sour. So in my mind, he was, being dusty for some reason. That's what I thought too, and I was like, "That's like the worst dusty impersonation I've ever heard." But my thing was like, "Gosh, at that time period, though, Dusty was still, you know, chugging along in in Atlanta." So, but yeah, that's what I thought too, and I was just like, "They should have did something more real, you know, that people know that was going to, you know." But I guess that's who he was saying. But yeah, I was just looking. I was like, I watched it like three times, and it was like. If that's Dusty, that's just the horriblest. I was like, it's so bad it can't be. It's gotta be. He's gotta be talking about somebody else. It's so bad. Yeah, I, so, I didn't get that. But he loses to a mystery partner, and Lance knows who it is. They'll find out soon enough. Yes. So. Which soon enough means right now. Three seconds later. And out of nowhere, here comes Soul Train Jones and Rocky Johnson. And they blast Bubba and Goliath with the boards. And I put on here... No yeah, if, I, if I remember right, I didn't see it, but I believe Lance said the bubble was busted open. Yeah, he, he got it. He got some. Uh, I put on here, uh, attack with the boards. I said, those, and I put, here's, and my note is, those legendary Memphis TV studio boards, and it's been a while since we've seen them, used on TV. Yeah, we don't have moon dogs hitting to use them on every TV. <laughs> Well, they didn't use them a lot back then. They used they brought the boards out for special occasions, and uh, it'd been a while since I've seen them on you know Memphis TV back then. And uh, but if you notice, <laughs> yeah, so they hit Bubba. Bubba gets uh, is bleeding. They they be on the floor now. They they go back in the ring. Uh, Bruno powders. He goes. He takes off straight to the dressing room. He powders straight to the dressing room. Um. Rocky Johnson went with Bubba. Poor Goliath had, to, had went with um, Soul Train, and man, Soul Train Jones did not know how to do those boards. Man, he 
we picked up a piece and we're just tatering Goliath in the back of the head with it. And I felt so sorry for Goliath. And he was just, I was like, dude, he had no clue how to use those boards. And if you look at Rocky, Rocky knew how to use them. You know, he's used them before there. And if you watch his shots, you can tell he was, you know, because they, they, those, you know, the boards are gimmicked. So when you hit them, they, they're gimmicked to split right down the middle. And, uh, and it's such a satisfying sight. Yeah, it's, it, it's, but, I, like, you know, you said just a few minutes ago about the moon dogs. Yeah, they pretty much killed it in the 90s. But back in the 70s and 80s, they only brought the boards out for special occasions. You know, so it, when they when you saw the boards, it was it, you got you got your, you got it up, you got your you know adrenaline up. You're like, oh man, the, you know some you know it, it was special. And uh, but yeah, you could tell Rocky was working it because you know he knew the boards were gimmick and he didn't have to hit them so hard. Soul Train Jones, he probably I'm sure they told him they were gimmick, but he didn't know what gimmick was. I guess he was so green and like I said, poor Goliath. <laughs> He's the one that they that they took a pounded. Bubba powders out and runs the dressing room. Poor Goliath's still in there. Takes about five or six more shots. <laughs> Finally, before he rolled out and ran to the back, and the whole time, man, Lance was going crazy about it, wasn't he? Oh, dude, Lance was burning up. Uh, I, I think you're right. I think they knew the episode that was in front of them, and, and they realized how good it was going to be, and that that energy spread because they were way more fired up than they've been in the past. Lance was eating it up, boy. He was loving it, and his, you could just tell it in his voice. And uh, <laughs> excuse me. So uh, Rocky Johnson and uh, Soldier Names, I come over to the interview of Lance. Uh, Rocky starts talking first. I, he said a lot of stuff. I, I just kind of cut it down. You can throw in. I tell you, what, I'll let you 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 do that. You do his because he said a lot. <laughs> And I'll, I'll wrote he, did, of it. he did say a lot, but you can sum up everything he said. He spoke in a lot of cliches, and that's not bad. He delivered it extremely well. It's way better than when Soul Train jumped in. <laughs> um, but Rocky, Rocky really did a good job of putting over that he, you know, that he's been in Memphis before, so they all remember him, and how much he loved Memphis because he was here for a while. Yeah, and you know, and then the fact. He kept turning it, turning it over to the fact that uh, Bruno had done some terrible things to Soul Train Jones. So he didn't even really acknowledge the beatdown. He just talks about how they said terrible things. And let's be real, Bruno has said some terrible things. Okay, uh, I'm going to cut you off real fast. As if I don't, I'll, I got my finger on it and I'll lose it here in a second. I, I put on my notes, because I've been starting to add my notes in until the, until the end. I put on here... They, he didn't say nothing about the beating. It was more about the racial slurs. And if it, that was what got Rocky mad, he should have been more mad at Tojo than he was Bruno because Tojo said worse things than Bruno did. <laughs> he's no, never, Tojo said worse, but he's not on there nearly as often. Oh, I know. I'm just saying, though. But what he said, though, was the two times that he... he I mean, the black eye and the fat lip and the... Uh, uh, the, what did he say? Was it a gorilla? Is that what he called him? Or, something like that. Yeah, something very bad. It was either a gorilla or a um, orangutan or something. So, I mean, his were, yeah, Bruno has the, uh, has the quantity and Tojo had the quality of the racial surf, if if you can say quality. You know what I mean? <laughs> that, wasn't, that wasn't the best. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't the best, was it? <laughs> uh, he had the more stiffer. There you go. Stiffer of the uh, 
and the racial slurs. <laughs> okay, go ahead. And, 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 yeah, take it back over. Rocky, <laughs> Rocky ends it, which I thought it was going to be his end line, but he had to come in and save Soul Train. <laughs> uh, he says, there ain't going to be no more wrestling. We're getting down from here on out. And I was like, oh, dude, that was so simple, but so good. And yeah. had a feeling behind it. But then Soul Train comes in and starts talking. And I didn't even take any notes. It was pretty terrible. I, I actually took mine yeah. on his. I put Soul Train Jones grabs... Grabs the mic and holds Lance's hand. And if you notice, Rocky never touched the mic, never touched Lance's hand. But Soul Train grabs it and he says, This is what I got from it. He says, Together, you're going to see muscle, see scene, damaging. The war only begin, baby. I don't know what scene damaging means. So, I mean, he, he, it was crazy. He, 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 I'm not trying to sound racist, but, you know, people say, oh, he may, he's black, you know, he's, he's, he don't speak, he speaks like a white person, but he has no, he don't know how to put sentences together. It's just, he's so, I think he's just, he's nervous. Like I said, this is his first time he's ever been on TV, you know, run on TV. And I think when he gets out on that mic, he just, I think he, he get, I think he knows what he's going to say. Because, you know, like I said, they just, they just give you a little, a smidgen of something. And then you, you know, you take it from there. And I think, I think he gets in the back and gets his whole, you know, everything he's going to say. And when he gets out there, he, it just jumbles up. I agree, and I think he's always, he keeps trying to find that catchphrase or yes. that, that really cool thing. But if, if you think about what Rocky Johnson said, he didn't say anything crazy or catchy. Like, he wasn't in his son. Everything he said was in a catchphrase you could put on a T-shirt. Mm -hmm. But you believed every bit of, bit yep. of it. Exactly. Yeah. He's, he's trying too hard. That's what it is. He, he's he's just trying too hard. And, uh, and it shows... <laughs> But Man, then, Rocky Rocky was so big. He made Soul Train look so small. Yes. And Soul Train's jacked. Like we'll say we'll say a whole bunch of stuff about old Virgil. About how terrible he is in the ring. Brother's jacked. Yeah, oh he's shredded, dude. Yeah, he, he he's got a yeah, his body was just unbelievable. Yeah, Rocky But then Rocky walks into the picture. Ooh boy. Man, yeah, Rocky's put on because Rocky was always big, but he was cut up and Rocky's more you tell he, he he ain't cutting no more. He's just putting on size now. And yeah, it ain't, it ain't those boxing workouts no more. Yeah, exactly. Big. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, so do a little more. He says that Lance is uh, his best friend. Talks about he loves Memphis, loves the territory and everything. And um, so they uh, so they walk off and leaving that like God did it again. It's like the fourth week in a row. Lance and Dave go back to the desk, and Lance is talking, and he says, like, uh, well, I guess that was probably our match for the, our first match then, <laughs> since they didn't, so Bubba and them to get to wrestle, so, uh, with all that, so they can't consider that their first match. They talk a little more than they cut the break. Uh, they cut the break, it goes to the Evansville card for the April 15th, 1987, Wednesday night at the Evansville Coliseum. Randy Hales is doing the card rundown. He plugs that spot show for Henryville, Indiana on Thursday, April 24th, 1987 hey, again. Huh? 
brought to you by the yearbook staff. Yeah, you brought to you by the yearbook staff, yeah. That's uh, all those shows, my own spot shows back then. That's how they were all in high, these high schools and junior highs, Quanta clubs and little leagues. You know, that's what, you know, and somebody, I don't know what happened in the 90s, people got stupid in the wrestling business and killed it. Started doing stuff, all that stuff for free. That's how you used to. That's how you used to get your spot shows. Was at least uh, all these organizations and schools and everything. You know, would bring the wrestling in for the fundraisers. And uh, but anyway, that, I'll get off that subject. <laughs> so they go down the card. It says, uh, like I say, he does the uh, Henryville. That's the only spot show they plug. Um, it says Wednesday night is some favorite card for Evansville Coliseum. First match is Mark Starr. Versus Tony Burton. We haven't seen Tony Burton's name in a while, so he's doing a uh, Wednesday night. And the second match is Vic Steamboat against Jack Hart. Third match is Alan West against the Hunter of Bambi, which they should have had that match last week. I don't know why they didn't. Um, I guess well, a week later, you know, at least they at least they come to their senses and put that on there. Uh, fourth match is Soul Train Jones and Rocky Johnson. Gets Bubba and Goliath with Bruno for the Southern Tag Team champ, uh, titles. <clears throat> Fifth match is Jarrett versus Tanaka. No t time limit, no DQ. Uh, sixth, okay. Sixth is Jerry Lawler versus Austin. What's that? Actually, I hate to correct you. The no DQ, no time limit was for the Southern Tag. They cut a promo on it later. Okay, because that. Okay, so when Lance did the interview with him, they. Uh, he, see, okay, so I didn't. See, because I was wondering about that, but they, so, Hales, did I mess it up, or did Hales mess that up? Um, I caught it where he was talking about the Southern Tag Teams, but he said it at the end. Okay. He said the stipulation at the end, so I can see where that would be caught yeah, up. that's probably why I messed it up then. So then it's if a, they wouldn't have cut the promo later, I wouldn't I would have thought the same thing. Okay. So, then they have uh, six matches, Jerry Lawler and Austin Idol. And I don't know what this is. I've never heard it before in my life. A reverse lumberjack match. That, geez, I was going to ask you the same thing. Uh, <laughs> the only thing I could think is they would start on the floor and they have a whole bunch of wrestlers like at the ropes trying to keep you out of the ring. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that's I've never heard it before in my entire life. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, and I thought I was like, did he? I was sitting there going, did he read that wrong? And then. Later, Lance did the other, you know, the other rundown, and it's on there, so I don't know what it was. The seventh match is, which I hate they did this because it sto kind of stooged off what happened later in the show. The winner of the Jarrett and Tanaka match goes against Paul Diamond. Um, then Randy Hales pitches to um, to uh, Lance with a taped interview with uh, Bruno, Bubba, and Goliath. Uh, Bubba does basically all the talking, and he's fired up, and they edit something out. I try, I kept rewinding it, trying to read his lips. I couldn't see what he said. Could you? I, I couldn't either. I did the exact same thing. But he was fired up. Uh, that's where I learned where he said the deal about it being no DQ. Okay. And he was, uh, yeah, man, he, he was fired up and did some decent talking. Didn't, he, he said a lot, but didn't really say much, if that makes sense. Yeah. But, I mean, he had the passion behind it. He had the fire behind yeah. it. And Glyde didn't say a word. I think Bruno said, like, he said, when they went to walk off, he said something. I mean, like, oh, yeah, or something like that. That was all. So, they cut back to the studio with the graphic and music already playing. 
for the Tanaka Shima Hilo with Tojo versus BT Express Diamond and Jarrett match. I have a note here that says the pop was a lot bigger this week. They must be getting used to the music. Um, it, it, it takes a little while for that to set in, and man, we've got a lot to cover in this. Yes, this is yeah, this is basically it. almost almost the whole show. This is what the show is built around, basically. Uh, so they start off. Um, Jeff and uh, Jeff and Pat start off just slugging it out, which is good because they they you know he turned on him what three weeks ago. They still should be hot, you know. Um, so yeah. Yeah, and I mean, they, they go at it back and forth for longer than I expected. Yeah. Um, I didn't expect them to give that on TV. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought it'd be no contact. Yeah. That's what I assumed going into the match. Yeah. But now they start out and they just start slinging for the fences finally. Uh, Jerry gets a little upper hand. Tanaka takes a bump. Um, he goes over and takes Shima in uh, after he bumps. Uh, Shima comes in and does a standing fireman's carry. Did you notice that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Hit that, hit that F5 back in 87. Yeah, I was like, dang. Uh, then I put uh, Jeff with a, a nice tackle arm drag. Um, Hilo in. Um, got some shots on Jeff. Hilo rocking the long tights now. Yeah, no, yeah, he had the he had the uh, long with <clears throat> the long Capri tights. Because like, they, like, uh, <clears throat> who was it? Uh. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Let me come clear my throat real fast. <clears throat> if you're talking about Capri type, all, all the Samoans? The, yeah, and Saito. Uh, any any Japanese gimmick? Yeah. But 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 his were completely black plain. No letter, no different. No, um, the old uh, K&H nylon, um, different color knee, knee pad uh, outlines. His were just completely solid black. Um, uh, young boy tights, uh, legging, half leggings, in case you want to call them. Um, so he can't wear colors yet because he's still a young boy. Um, let's see, where was I at? I'm, I lost a spot again. Dang, gummit. Oh, he looks good. I'll, I'll hop in. Go yeah, ahead. He loads in, gives him a couple shots. Jeff ducks a double chop, and then he hits Hilo um, with a clothesline. He wasn't expecting that. Did you notice that? Did I lose you? Oh, piss. Folks, I think I lost him. Hold on a second. Let me pause this. All right, here we go, folks. We're back. Had a little, little malfunction at the junction. And um, and I'm trying to think. Oh, yeah. Talking about the, did you hear what I, I don't know. What, what's the last part you heard of me talking? <laughs> we, we were talking about uh, Hilo's back and forth with Jeff Jarrett. Uh, this little trading back and forth. And that's where I lost you. Okay. So then uh, Hilo shoots him in. Jeff ducks a double. It looked like a double chop. I don't think he really, Hilo actually really knew what he was wanting to do, but uh, Jeff ducked it, come off um, with a clothesline. Hilo had no clue what was coming at him, and he did that bump was looked horrible. Did you notice that? Yeah, it, it wasn't clean, but it, it didn't look. It, it looked like Jarrett. Nailed him. So yeah, I mean, it wasn't clean. Yeah, that's all I mean. It wasn't didn't look rural bad, but yeah, it was there. <laughs> he he laid you can tell, yeah. I think he loads I think his problem I think he's having a big communication problem with the Americans. And, and I can see that because he said Shima had been over before. Um 
So yeah, I could I could absolutely see there being an issue there. Yeah, sure. uh, especially if he is a green young boy coming over. Yeah. So he doesn't know much English. Yeah. And Shemox, Shem had been here for at this time almost ten years, and he was married to I knew I was gonna forget her name. I should have wrote it down. He's married. He was married to an old uh, uh, woman wrestler from back in the day, American. So he was really modern. That's why they they sent you know the people with him because I, I want to say they sent Chono with him to Central States. I think I could be wrong about that, uh, but I think they sent him. To Central, I think I know Chono. I think went to Alabama too, but I think uh, he first came over and went to Central States with uh, uh, Akio Sato, which is. Shima on here. Okay. So he blasts him with that clothesline. Um, let's see. Uh, okay. Uh, they get the, they cut Jeff off. Um, they get a little hit on him. They shoot him out on the floor. Tanaka uh, starts blasting him with the chain. Uh, then he, then Shima jumps down. I tell you, man, Shima, he's no joke. Sato, he, he's... He's vicious on when he does stuff, and he he's snug on his stuff. It looks good. Um, he uh, slams uh, Jeff's head into the chair on the floor. Tanaka grabs him. He slams his head into the uh, cha uh, chair on the floor. Uh, <clears throat> they just get some really good heat on on Jared on the floor. Uh, and that's it, a lot of it too. They're on the floor for about forty five seconds to a minute, yeah. which I know doesn't sound like a lot, but TV time is forever. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was a mugging on the floor before Calhoun got up to break it up. Yeah, yeah. They, they, um, yeah. They were, they, they were getting on him real, real heavy. But get back in the ring to be on some more. Uh, Jeff's starting to bleed. Did you notice? That I'm ninety nine point nine 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 percent sure that was hard way. Uh, no, I caught him. You did? Yeah. Um, well, er, right er, an early shot. He sticks his head under the ring for a second. Okay. Well, he didn't get it because I'm telling you right now. Because if you look when they when we pull him back up on the apron, Shima is getting the old hard way to the eyebrow. If you watch, he's going angling it right. It didn't this punch. It, it looks horrible because a shoot punch looks horrible anyway. Um, but you can tell me just he's just. He just peppering him right on that eyebrow, trying to bust him up because obviously he didn't get nothing came out when he he gets down there. And but yeah, he hits him like four times in that corner because I kept rewinding. I was like, oh, because I, I looked and uh, I was like, man, he's hard weighing him. So he must not have got um, got it when he went up underneath there to get it. He must come up with just a little trickle or something. But because yeah, he he was popping him, man. He was trying to hard weigh that eye, you know, the old. Uh, but people don't know you can, you can hard way somebody right on the eyebrow right on the end right there, and you can pop them open, and um, that's definitely what he was doing. Um, either that or Jeff got it and he was just being a d bag and <laughs> tatering him. To <laughs> hey, now, so, sometimes you got to open it up. I've yeah. been there. Yeah. So I'm thinking. I'm thinking. So what? I think he went and got it. It wasn't going, you know, and. And I, Sato, um, I'm sorry, Shima. I always call him Sato. Shima knew, hey, this is important. We got to, you know, we're getting this great heat on this kid. He's got to have some color, you know. Um, so I'm thinking that's what what that was all about. Uh, more heat on Jeff. Um, finally, I want to say it was uh, Shima uh, and Jeff in there. Uh, Jeff did the hammerlock backflip. Um, 
If you don't know what that is, it's when the heel has the bay face and the hammer lock. And the bay face does a backflip up over him. So he flipped over a uh, hot tag to uh, BT Express. They come in, do a couple punches. Uh, does the... Um, uh, the BT bomb. Okay. No, 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 for that. They come in a couple punches. They cut him off. They shoot him in. He uh, did the old drop down. The two heels boom. Take the bump in deep. The freight train boom collision. Um, he gets up, bumps him a little bit, grabs uh, Tanaka, slams him. He's going to go for the BT bomb. You see him almost trip over Tanaka when he went to go to the ropes. Oh yeah. He stumbled. Got up there, hit the BD, uh, BT bomb for the count. Uh, they broke up the count, and then they started getting heat on him. Well, this whole time, Jeff is over in their corner, but on the floor selling. Because he, I mean, he literally took a butt kicking. And um, so then they start the heat on BT. They get the heat on him. And, man, as good as this was, uh, there's some stuff in it that I'm going to knock. Uh, obviously, Paul Diamond never saw how to do this. Because if you notice, the whole time, he stooges this off. He's, I mean, everybody knows, okay, he turn, yeah, he's turning. He stooges it all well, before. Let, let's, let's tell him what it is first. Okay. Uh, BT Express goes to attempt to make a hot tag, hits a big suplex, reaches over for the tag, and Paul Diamond hops down to help Jeff. Jeff. Now, what Quentin's getting at is Paul sees him coming for the tag and then hops down to help Jeff. What it should have been, go ahead. Well, my thing is, though, he stooges it off from the very get-go. He sat in the corner there the whole match, did not move, no facial expressions, no, never opened his mouth, just sat there, and I was, and that's why I knew it was coming. Uh, I, you know, even I remember when it happened when I watched it back in '87. I was what was I, 14, 15, yeah, 15 uh, years old. I, I, I remember it, and uh, but I wasn't really smart then, so I didn't really catch it, but. You know that they did a lot in Memphis. Actually, everybody did a lot of that. Of uh, you know, tag team partners turn, they drop down. You know, but he came out there and had showed no emotion. I mean, didn't it was like a statue the whole time in the corner, especially when Jeff was getting the crap kicked out of him. Uh, BT was trying to come in, you know, to stop it. You know, especially when he's on the floor, he had to draw the ref. Diamond didn't even move an inch, and that's I'm thinking. You know, he. He he stooged it off to you know, yeah. He he you know he should at least because it would have had more more because the people by the you know by the time that he did the drop down he started doing it over and over, and then finally even Lance even after like that was the I put on here the fourth time even Lance said he's doing it on purpose he's meaning to do it. Uh, so when he actually did come in. Um, Actually, Jeff came in. There wasn't even a hot tag. Jeff finally got... Because every time Jeff would get up on the apron, they'd, they'd uh, knock him off. He'd go back down. Travis... I mean, BT come over. <laughs> BT come over to tag. Paul, I'm going to go over to check on Because they had to set up that way because he'd go down the floor. There was... They could actually did it that many times and made it not look so planned out that he was going to turn. But I don't think Paul Diamond wanted to turn heel. And he just, I, he looked like he had no heart into it until he actually turned. But to me, he just stooged it off so bad before he even did anything. Um, so finally, Jeff just says, crap, I mean, you know, I'm coming. He comes in, starts 
boom, 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 just booming, just bumping everybody, bumping everybody. Um, BT's still down selling. Diamond comes in, grabs, spins him around, just decks, um, decks Jarrett, starts uh, getting, he, does he start kicking him? I think he keeps him a couple times, then he throws him out of the ring, right? Yeah. Okay. And then he goes straight to Travis, right? Uh, BT? Yep. Okay, go ahead. Let you go from there. <laughs> uh, ref calls for the DQ, which that, that's always a weird call because yeah. it's not somebody outside, but I, I said it makes sense. Um, Diamond goes for BT's mask. They're all kind of going for BT's yeah. mask, uh, but Diamond goes for it. Alan West attempts to make the save. He gets jumped. Yeah, and Paul it. Diamond finally gets the mask and to everyone's surprise whoa, nobody whoa, 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 whoa. Uh-uh. you miss a major major part I must have go ahead okay Alan West comes in Hilo and Shima cut him off they're getting on um, they're getting on him I don't Tanaka's still down selling uh, he starts to get up Tanaka comes over He's on one side of the mask. Diamond's on the other side of the mask. They're both pulling on the mask. And boom, the mask comes off. Diamond's got the mask. He rolls out. Travis, and then, <laughs> this went so messed up. I'll put it on here. Travis has been getting the crap kicked out of him for the last 10 minutes. As soon as that mask gets comes slides off, he jumps up and just starts peppering... <laughs> Diamond and Tanaka just no selling the beat down for ten minutes. <laughs> uh, then Diamond slides out. He's he's yelling, "I want my money, all money." Bruno comes out. Bruno, this part was good. I like this part. Bruno comes out and goes to hug Diamond. Diamond shows him off. Said, "Give me my money." Bruno's like, "Hey, about And he's like, "I want my money now." Lance is selling it big time. They're still brawling in the ring. Um, by this time, Tojo is in the ring. Travis is in there just wailing on Tojo. <laughs> um, then Bruno says, says something. I think I wrote it down. He says something. And then he... Um, I know I wrote that down somewhere. Uh, okay, hold on. Let me find it. See, Bruno says something again. Uh, he uh, shoves him off again. He says, I want my money. And Bruno's like, I want to, you know, we're friends or something like that. I don't know where I put it, wrote it at. He said, don't you want to be my friend? Yeah. And he's like, hey, no, just give me the money. So Bruno hands him over that big stack of money. You know, Jerry Jarrett was sweating bull. I mean, last week when Bruno brought the money out, but he was really sweating bullets with this whole thing right here. I'm sure him and Eddie Marlin and Jerry Lawler and whoever else is on at that back door with a gun, with a pistol out, making sure. So, he gives him the hand, Bruno hands Diamond the money. Um, as soon as he does that, Tanaka comes running up and grabs the money. They start having a tug of war over the money. So, I'm thinking, okay, the money's, you know, when I was watching, I was like, this money... The money's going to rip in two, you know? Cause they were back. I thought that was what was going to happen. I remember watching this when I was younger. So they were having actually took a war over this big wad of money. <laughs> um, Tanaka lets go. I mean, uh, I'm sorry. Diamond lets go and just drills Tanaka. 
drops the mutt, Diamond picks it up, hauls Bud out of there. Uh, while this is going, they're still in the ring fighting. And uh, <laughs> finally, and Bruno's just going nuts. He's happier than a dog with two Peters. He's going, he, he's going absolutely crazy. Um, finally, the baby faces jump out of the ring. They come over to the desk. Jeff grabs the mask off the desk, hands it to Billy Travis, and tells him to put the mask back on. <laughs> I'm thinking, why did you have to put the mask back on? Everybody and the brother just seen you in there the last five minutes. <laughs> yeah, that, that caught me off guard as well. I, I have no idea why I put the mask on. I did enjoy Bruno and standing on top of the announce table yeah. yelling for Eddie Marlin for ten minutes before Eddie finally comes out. You know why? He was at the back door. He had to go put his with his pistol out. He had to go put his pistol back up in the bag. <laughs> That's what took him so long. <laughs> yeah, Bruno Tom was on the desk. He was he was oh he was he was hilarious. And uh, <laughs> Yeah, with with him putting put the mask back on Bruno going crazy standing on top of the desk. Uh and and they, play, they played this off well when Eddie finally came out, too, because Eddie was fired up yelling at everybody. Yes. Baby faces, heels, telling everybody to shut up. And I put I put a note on here. I said, on this, I said, I think this is where Jeff Jarrett lost his male fan base, was this, pro, this, this episode right here. I said, Jeff, Marley comes out steaming, yelling at everybody to shut up. Jeff starts whining. Pointing his finger at Eddie Marlin, which is his grandfather. I said, Bruno's still on the desk. He's not, he's not getting down. Jeff keeps telling Billy he ain't going nowhere. Marlin tells Bruno to shut up and sit down. Um, then he starts explaining the whole deal of, of, um, of you know, Travis lost Lose leave town. You know, that whole thing. The whole time Jeff's like, man, 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 just whining. Like, a, just whining about it. You know, blaming, it's his fault, him, this, you know, and all this and that, and just like, shut up, dude, you know? It just, it, to me, he just sounded so whiny, and he just kept pointing his finger and, and kind of like, kind of almost, you know, pushing Eddie Marlin and just, it was just, a <laughs> then Marlin yells at Jeff again, uh, uh, Marlin talks some more, Jeff is still whining. Uh, Marlon tells BT he has to leave. Uh, he's still sitting there with his mask on, but you can see he looks like a little puppy dog because uh, Marlon told him it's officially he has to leave. Bruno is still up on the table dancing and yelling and takes off his jacket. <laughs> so he took his jacket. He's still up there celebrating. Took his jacket off. and uh, But yeah, they finally, they, um, they cut to a break, but they're still... Jeff's still whining about it. Did he come off whining to you about Uncle Ness? Yeah, and I think that's, that's the deal when you try to be so much of a squeaky clean baby face. If you're, if you're too much and you don't have that edge and you talk about people cheating, you come off whining. It just seemed like it was just not, it was just nonstop. And my thing is, he's so mad at Bruno, run, why didn't he run him off? Cause he up even sitting on that table the whole time. Up, and I said then there at the end he starts like just getting all not really dancing, but just shuffling around. Takes his jacket off and everything. 
if he's so mad at Bruno for doing, putting that uh, bounty on and get the mask, why ain't he going after Bruno instead of keep pushing no man Eddie Marlin? You know? That's what I didn't understand. Just whining and, you know, griping. He's supposed to be so mad. There's Bruno. Grab him. You know? Because he kept saying, it's your fault. You know? And all this and stuff. So, but to me, he just come. I mean, it's still great. But I just think he came off a little too whiny. You know? I mean, it was good he's showing passion. But I think he should have routed it a different way. Because to me, he came off just so whiny. And, and then... So they cut the Do anything you want to add, add about that stuff? No, no, you covered it pretty well. Okay. Uh, I mean, it is a lot of Bruno Cloud. The, the best thing was they, they went to break without any re resolve. Yes. And as we'll see in a second, they come back to break yeah. with no resolve. Yeah. So, so, cut, so it's great. They cut the Lance um, through the Evansville show rundown. He plugs the Henryville, Indiana show. Uh, then he runs down the whole card. There's no uh, wrestlers doing their match plugs during this. It's just a fast rundown of the card, and um, uh, and which sucks because I watched the B show before this, and I was hoping they would use the same um, one Lance did on the B show with Jeff Jarrett when he come in there to do to plug the match. The shirt he was wearing, I had the exact same shirt back in 1987. <laughs> got it at uh, Mary, uh, not Merry Go Round what was it it was in Hickory Hollow Mall Gene West I love that store Gene West you probably don't remember that was a little before your time not, not a clue okay actually they talk about it on King of the Hill that was one of their old little things I always talk about buying clothes at Gene West Gene West was basically was you probably don't remember DJ's either never mind this is going this way but DJ's was the popular trendy clothes place in the mall. Gene West was a smaller, carried by the same thing, and was a little cheaper. But anyway, so, yeah, I was hoping that you guys had, we had the same, both of me and him had the same shirts. Anyway, so come back to the studio, Lance standing, Jeff's still out there complaining and whining, and uh, keeps calling out Diamond, uh, telling Diamond to get out there, uh, Lance says, we gotta go, we can't, Jeff, we can't do this, we gotta get on with the show, he grabs the rundown sheet and tosses it and says he don't care uh, what the lineup uh, lineup sheet says. Um, he complains more. Lance says, "Come on, Jeff, we we got to move on." And he whines more. Grabs the he grabs the lineup sheet again, tosses it further. This time says he don't care. Out comes Diamond and man, they get out, get it on a good brawl going. They just start wailing, just rolling in the floor. What do you think about when he came out there? But it was hot then, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, but when they, I'll say this, way, it's super hot. Crowd was reacting. Yes. Uh, they attacked each other. Uh, I'll say this. Until they started throwing punches, though, it started out as a cat fight. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because they were so close in together. But, but just saying the, the whole the atmosphere, everything, man, was just, it was good. It was so good. It's This is what, when I look at this, this is what Lawler, Idol, Rich should have been in the studio. That this, the just the oh the all the all around environment of just chaos and you know, and they did none of it. But this right here, boy, they and the fans have needed something for a while, and boy, the fans were eating it up like crazy. 
So then they go back into the ring. Um, basically, Diamond just takes over in the ring on him, don't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He cuts him off. They do the old run around the ring. Heel slides in. Baby slides in. Heel cuts off the baby, and then Diamond takes over. And we get Jeff starting to make a little, just a little bitty comeback, but it's cut off quick because out comes Pat Tanaka. And did you hear the, when he came in, he got on Jeff at first, then he turned to Diamond and got on Diamond. Did you hear that pop for him when he started hitting Diamond? Yeah, it's real good. I love when heels don't necessarily like each other. Yeah. Because that's not done nearly enough. All heels are baby faces, or are friends. All baby faces are friends. Yeah. I, I hate that. That's always been something I hated. So in this one, this was great. Everyone beat up everybody. Yeah, it was good because man, they, they they pop man when when he started firing up, and then Jeff come back up. Um, I'm trying to remember what happened. They they kept going back. They went back and forth for a little bit. Then didn't somebody didn't. Somebody got thrown out. I can't remember because they, they just kept going. All three of them just taking turns on each other. Just well, Tanaka eventually got out on his own okay. accord and went over to the uh, announce desk and started yelling that it's his money. Okay. It's his money. Jeff Jarrett's a spoiled rich brat. Yeah, I got that. I said, I said yeah, I said, uh, finally, uh, Diamond leaves. Jarrett comes over to the desk. Tanaka's over there calling Jeff a spoiled rich brat. Don't know. Uh, he's never had to worry about money and all this and that. And. Uh, so they're going back and forth, and then, um, Marlon comes back out, I'll let you have that. And, Mar and Marlon comes out, and he's fired up, and he's like, we can't do this, the match has already been signed, they're, they're, they're all wanting a match with Diamond, they're all wanting to get that money, and uh, of all the weirdest matchmakers ever, Dave Brown offers a suggestion. I loved it, it was something totally different. Yeah, no, me, it was great. It would be, you know, it'd be better if we didn't already know this was happening. Exactly. They stooged it off with horrible editing. That's the only bad thing about this. Well, not the only bad, but the main thing they they stooged off. They do that on those when they do them. Um, that's why you know. I I just think they need to hold off on at least you know after they do their big angle. But they always do it. They stooge it off. But man, um, it was good. I thought that was really, really good. But yeah, and, and Dave, I don't know, Dave, Dave sold it well that he had just had this thought that, hey, both these guys want diamond. Make them wrestle for it. That's what I think. Well, I think it helped it because Dave never chimes in. Dave chimed in, so it's like, whoa. I think he gave it more realistic meaning, you know, because Dave never chimes in and... and They've been out there. This is chaos, and Dave, he's you know he never chimed. He's like, hey, let's. What do you think about this? You know, I think it added to me. It seemed like it added more realness to it. You know. Yeah, and it's more spontaneous coming from Dave. Yeah, Lance, exactly. Yeah. Lance will make a match if he has to. Exactly. There you go. It's spontaneous. Dave doing it made it like whoa. It's it had that whoa factor in it. It was what made it even better. You know. So I like that how they do that. And like I said, Dave never never says nothing and. I mean, he says it, but never, you know. Uh, then Marlon finally gets frustrated, and what do you, he said something like, uh, what did he say? So, oh, crap. What did he, I didn't write it down. I didn't write down what he said either, but he basically uh, agreed just to get it over with. Yeah, he's, he, he was like, just he said, that sounds fine. Just sell between yourselves and walks off. He's like, I'm done with it. 
and, and then Lance goes into a big sell right before we go to commercial. Big sell on the mats. Yeah. Yeah. It, that whole, that, I said that, this is where they dropped the ball on Island Rich. If they would have did this with Island Rich and, and Lawler, oh, man. Uh, but, yeah, these boys had the opportunity. They ran with it. All three of them. This whole thing was good. Um, so they cut the break. Uh, Lance and Dave come back. And um, they cut to the Super 287. It's the same graphics, same main towns. They've added a couple new towns in. Uh, I'm not going to go over those. Uh, uh, then I noticed they, for some reason, they uh, ran... Um, ran Nashville on Sunday instead of Saturday. I don't know why that was. Um, and they But they ran Chattanooga on Saturday uh, that night. Instead of Nashville on Saturday, they ran Chattanooga on Saturday, Nashville on Sunday. But I do remember seeing something just a few months ago. Somebody posted on, um, I think it was the Real Southeastern Facebook page, um, that the show bombed. It, it They had horrible... Horrible attendance, and uh, it was a flop. Uh, so they cut back to break. Um, straight to Tommy Rich laying in a bed again for the interview this week. Um, he says he's not in Tennessee. He's in Atlanta, Georgia, doing the interview. He says he's feeling better. Talks about meeting and hiring Paul Lee. Uh, says Bam Bam Bigelow is gone. Says thanks, Paul Lee. Talks about costing Lawler money, uh, talks about his nut, hold on, oh, <laughs> I put, <laughs> he's not the man he was, and Lawler's going to pay, basically, I just, that's pre pretty much what it was, wasn't it? Yeah, but I like you talked about his nut. Better. Yeah, I put nut, it's supposed to be not, he's, he's nut the man, uh, <laughs> so they cut the break, they come back, uh, oh crap, we got Four minutes. We gotta hurry this up. Cut back to the ring and the graphics. Boy Tony and Hunter against uh, Vic Steamboat and Bucky Siegler, Kyle Jeffery. Hunter Steamboat start out. They do a tackle, drop down, reverse hip toss. Tony feeds in for the big hip toss. Hunter feeds back up, drop kick. Tony feeds up, drop kick. The bell powder. That was a good little opening sequence. Yeah, no, I thought I thought it was really well done. Um, big Steamboat, obviously very, very good. Bucky Siegler looks to be a bit green. Oh, yes. See, I remember Bucky Siegler, but I don't remember being in the screen. Um, Hunter comes back in. They worked arm a little bit. Um, Bucky Siegler tags in. Uh, I put on my notes, Bucky Siegler reminds me of uh, that time period Tracy Smothers mixed with that time period's Carl Fergie. And I put... Um, Seeger works the arm, gets lost. Um, Hunter basically has to grab him, uh, whips him in, uh, drop down. Seeger tried for a look like he was going for a leapfrog. Hunter grabbed him and went to a and just slammed him straight down. So like I think Hunter called, I think he called it the power slam. And for some reason, Seeger looked like he was going to try to leapfrog because he was up so high, you know. Yeah, it, it, it looked awkward. You just throw him down. Let's go straight to heat. We got the hunter snap suplex. We got some saba saba thumbs from Tony. But because Tony even tried to shine him up for a bit, yeah. and it didn't work. And Tony's like, "All right, break the ice." Oh, but let's, let's before take this. that, did you? Hey, uh, Siegel tried to give um, 
Hunter an arm drag, and it looked like more like a judo throw, and Hunter was like all up in the ropes when he landed. Did you notice that? Yeah, it was. It, yeah, absolutely. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't very clean. And then when he, I mean, when you can't give Tony Falk an arm drag because he went to give Tony an arm drag, and it was up to two. Tony's like, all right, we're done. Yeah, they get some heat on the boy. Um, Tony hits that handstand knee drop. Look real good. Yeah, that's what I put on here. I said Tony drops a, a good looking knee across the chest. Um, let's see, uh, Bambi actually was getting vocal about stuff, she was actually, she's actually getting, she's improving, she's not just standing out there like a statue, she's actually being vocal and stuff now, I think she's just really green, she's learning, so that's good that she's actually, you know, uh, let's see, do do do, uh, Siegler, and notice, Siegler just had a, it was like they were having to move him into places, even during yeah, his, he, he had he had no natural progression to get yeah. to the next place. Yeah. They, had, they had to manhandle him all, yeah, almost. Yeah, it was it was bad. Um, couple shots to throw. Like I said, they just started beating on him for a while. You know, do a couple things, and then all of a sudden, Tony shoots him in, gives him a good clothesline, and then son of a biscuit lips at midnight, it cuts off. So. We have whoever recorded this in 87 didn't get the whole show in. So we that was the end of the show. Uh, so what I did, actually, I went back and watched the B show because they actually showed the clip of Ray, uh, Rich getting his nuts busted. Uh, they start off with the interview. So I'm going to run that down real fast because we got about two minutes. Uh, Pauly uh, does an interview with Randy Hales inside the dressing room. He talks about Humongous. Uh, he calls Randy, Rand, uh, Dandy Randy. Um, talks about Lawler and Marlin, how he's going to sue him. He's got his um, attorneys in it. Um, just He keeps talking about being going to sue him. And so he says, uh, he said, I got the, uh, he said, uh, I got the the, the footage flown in of what we, uh, of what they did to poor Tommy Rich. So it cuts to uh, Miss Coliseum. Idol's tied up in the ropes. Bigelow's on one, uh, grab Rich, they bring him over to the pole. Rich on one side, Lawler on the side. They get ready to post him. Rich is fighting back. He uh, he he's punching it. Lawler Punter punches him a couple times. Rich tries another punch. Lawler gets him like three times. Then finally they post him. He gets up and sells it like he just got chopped off with a with a machete. He sells it like crazy. Lawler pins him one two three. They cut back to uh, Paulie and Randy Hills in the in the thing. So that was this week's show. We got about a minute. We'll wrap it up real fast. Uh, overall, I think it was really, really good stuff. What do you think? We had two matches, and I didn't even realize it. I didn't either till uh, when I was going back through and uh, my number of my pages. I was like, "Oh crap!" There's only two matches. Yeah, it was so good. This whole us, and you know, there was little things. Nothing's gonna be perfect, but man, the people. And I know I've been starving for something good like this because that's what I grew up on Memphis stuff. Where this was all the time, you know. And we've been wanting it, and we finally got it, but we didn't get it with who we thought it was with Rich Island Lawler. We got it with the next guy that they're, it's going to take, you know, that next spot up in the chain of the baby faces. So, uh, all right, got about 30 seconds. Anything else you want to add? Nope, let's go. All right, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, check us out. I uh, have it on Facebook late tonight or tomorrow. So, um, for Quint Charisma, Jeremiah Plunkett, hey, that's me. Oh, no, that's him. I'm crazy. <laughs> I missed this all up. Anyway, thanks for listening. God bless. Bye-bye, everybody.